Newsletter, February 2022, Solar Return Charts. Many years ago, at the exact moment of my birth, the sun was located at 15 degrees, 42 minutes, 31 seconds of Capricorn. This past month, it returned to that precise point at 8.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on January 5th. That's actually the day before my birthday, and by most people's standards, about six and a half hours before it was time for me to blow out the candles on my birthday cake. It works that way for pretty much everybody. Our actual astronomical birthday often does not fall at the same time as our customary one. It may even be the day before or the day after. The reasons are a little bit complicated, but they boil down to the way we smooth out the calendar for practical purposes. Essentially, it all stems from the same compromises that compel us to insert a 366-day leap year every four years. As astrologers, our computers take care of those details for us, so none of that really has much practical meaning, at least until we start setting up solar return charts. I'm sure that many of you have heard of the technique. In principle, it's a simple idea. We set up a chart for the moment that the sun returns to its starting point and we begin a new yearly cycle. That birthday chart gives us insight into what lies ahead during the coming year. The trick lies in remembering that the solar return moment would only very rarely be the same as your actual birth time and date. If I had set mine up with my usual birth data, 3.22 a.m. January 6th, it would have been meaningless, almost more like a legal document than an astrological one. A moment ago, I used the phrase, what lies ahead for us during the coming year? No astrologer would be startled at such wording, but then the fun would begin. Astrology means so many different things to so many different people. A conventional astrologer might use a solar return chart, often abbreviated as an SR chart, to predict the events of the next 12 months. So Jupiter is in your second house in that solar return chart. I smell money. Venus is on the descendant. You'll meet somebody. There may even be some truth in those predictions, but as an evolutionary astrologer, my questions are different. For one thing, I believe that the choices you make, wisely or foolishly, have a lot to do with the future you actually create. My aim is to empower you rather than predicting anything for you. For another, I think that the message of the SR chart, and really of all astrological symbolism, is ultimately about what your soul is learning, how best to learn it, and how to avoid wasting those evolutionary opportunities. Those of you who have been following my work have already heard all of that many times before, so I won't rehash it here. I only repeat it for one practical reason, which we'll get to in a few moments. But before we arrive at those moments, a huge practical question looms. We know the solar return chart is set up for the moment the transiting sun conjuncts its exact natal position. That defines a day and a minute. But for what place should we set up the chart? We know that every astrological chart depends upon a date, a time, and a location. There is an astrological cottage industry built around helping people, in quotes, choose the best place for their solar return. 
want to meet someone? Well, I see that Venus will be on your descendant at the moment of your solar return, provided that you are in Papaete, Tahiti. Now, I am not entirely dismissive of these relocated SR charts, but I do have a serious problem with them. Before we get to my reasons, let me give you a bottom line suggestion. Go ahead and use those relocated solar returns if you want, but always give primary credence to the solar return chart set up for your place of birth. That one is primary. A few moments ago, I emphasized that in evolutionary astrology, all charts are ultimately about what your soul is learning, how best to learn it, how to avoid wasting those opportunities. So let's say you just don't like the tone of what your soul needs to learn this year. In fact, you feel like the universe is being a little cheeky with you about it all. Hey, no problem. Just fly to Papa Ete where the soul lessons are more to your liking. Now, do you detect a flaw in that reasoning? Uh, the point is really electrified when we dive deeply into the philosophical heart of evolutionary astrology. The reasons that you have the chart that you have, and thus the solar returns that you have, are rooted in prior lifetimes. Everything in those charts is karmic. Everything in a chart is there for a purpose, and the origins of those purposes lie in the misty past, long before you were born into this particular body. Can you change your karmic past by deciding to vacation in Tahiti this year? I think we can all agree the question is rhetorical. Now, I can get up on my high horse and say that using relocated solar return charts trivializes astrology. I actually do think that anything divorces, anything that divorces astrology from its spiritual and metaphysical roots is guilty of that charge. But let me soften it a bit. In practical terms, Relocated SR charts do work. They do have relevance to our experience. Much the same can be said for a relocated birth chart. Say you were born in Oklahoma City, but you moved to Paris when you were two years old. That Oklahoma City chart, birth chart, still tells the deep story. But the influence of the Parisian chart will be felt. My favorite line is that these relocated charts in general feel like permanent transits in the new place. It's just that, unlike transits, they last for as long as you stay there. The same goes for a relocated SR chart, except that they last for a year no matter where you go. Let's bring all this down to earth with an example. And by the way, if you want to see the charts I'm about to talk about, go to the uh, online text version of, of this newsletter. So again, bringing it all down to earth, let's imagine a woman born in Dublin, Ireland. Well, wherever she might be presently living, we set up a solar return chart for her birthplace. This will always reveal the heart of the matter. But let's also imagine that she falls prey to an astrologer who sends her off to Papa Ete Tahiti so that she can have this very sexy solar return there and theoretically a very sexy 12 months to follow. Before I go any further with this example, 
let me make one simple practical point, one that can potentially save you a whole lot of embarrassment. Note that the sign position of the moon in both of these solar return charts is identical. The, the one set up for Tahiti, the one set up for Dublin. Either way, the moon is in 4 degrees 17 minutes of Capricorn. It should always be that way in any kind of relocated chart. The moon and really the rest of the planet should be in the same position. I just use the moon because it moves fast. So why is that true? That's because everywhere in the world, at that moment of cosmic time, the moon was in the same zodiacal place. All that should change is its house position and the time showing on the local clocks. Either you or your computer can get you into a world of trouble with shifting time zones with these charts. Check the moon. If it's still in the same sign position, you're okay. The key to understanding this is really simple. When it's high noon in San Francisco, the clocks read 3 p.m. in New York City, but it is exactly the same moment of time. Now, let's get back to our Irish gal. In both charts, she's got a Venus-Pluto opposition this year. There's no way to escape that, nor any good reason to want to escape it. The aspect itself will soon break up, but it will live on for 12 months in the SR chart. That will be true no matter where she celebrates her birthday. In the light of that Venus-Pluto aspect, our aspiration is that this can be a year of breakthrough psychological insights into her own relationship patterns and sexual dynamics. There's Pluto opposite Venus. On the downside, if she gets it wrong, then the god of hell, our friend Pluto, will make its presence felt in her intimate life. That's Venus. Now, in her relocated solar return chart, that edgy Pluto-Venus opposition is angular, thus made even more prominent. The all-important sun shifting to the eighth house in the relocated chart further underscores sexy behavior. Remember, houses are what we do. It also exaggerates the Plutonian qualities of the year because Pluto is the modern natural ruler of the eighth house. Well, we come to the easy question department. During a year when a kind of purging of anything that has poisoned her sexuality is happening, do we hope for her to act it out or to think it out? Now, let's turn our attention to the deeper SR chart, the one based in Dublin, her place of birth. In this natally-based chart, the sun is in the third house. There's the symbolism prescribing some of that healthy, necessary thinking, not to mention some potentially life-changing reading and conversing, all third house stuff. There's also in that birth chart, our uh, birthplace-based SR chart, there's a mass of 11th house concentration suggesting some kind of collective or tribal activity. Maybe that suggests a support group there's a possibility. Is that where those helpful conversations should be happening? Now, the moon, Capricorn moon, is in the sixth house in, in, the, in the actual solar return chart. Might that indicate a wise elder who is a timely mentor for her, their sixth house, in this pivotal year of insights? Were I her astrologer? I would certainly tell her to be on the lookout for such a person. She needs that kind of guidance. 
Now, instead of heeding the good guidance of the true solar return chart, our hero nips off to Papa Ete in search of X-rated adventure. She probably finds it too. For reasons we saw a little while ago, a kind of torque is applied to her life by that relocated solar return chart, pressing her more in the direction of acting out whatever intimate toxins are surfacing. Maybe it's as simple as her getting into a brief bad relationship instead of finding the support that she needs in order to make a more fundamental change in her life. The relocated solar return chart worked, in other words, but she would have been better off following the good guidance of the natal solar return. It torqued the laws of synchronicity too. So by chance, a bad relationship was waiting for her in Tahiti while the wise elder was having a cup of tea alone back in Ireland. Now let's keep some lead in our shoes here. The majority of us don't live where we were born anymore. I don't want to get within a mile of implying that we should all return to our birthplaces for our birthdays. Obviously, that would be highly impractical for most of us. And by all means, have a look at your relocated solar return if you want to. It can give you useful information so long as you keep perspective. And you keep that good perspective by always unfailingly starting your astrological meditations with an SR chart set for your place of birth. That's the chart that is telling you the same thing that the angels are whispering in your ears. That's the chart that would have told our Irish friend to think and read and perhaps join in some kind of support group and to keep her eyes open for a wise old grandmother who'd been around the sexual mulberry bush a few times herself and was eager to share what she had learned from her adventures and her misadventures. That's the chart that would have sped her on her journey rather than wasting her time with a dead-end relationship. That's the good road the natal solar return chart reveals. By the way, as synchronicity would have it, I just got some good news. The best book I've ever seen on SR charts is Lynn Bell's Cycles of Light, Exploring the Mysteries of Solar Returns. Unfortunately, it's been out of print for a while, and used copies are actually selling for US dollars 335, over $300 on Amazon. Now, Tony Howard is soon to remedy that sad fact by bringing out a reprint of Lynn's wonderful book. Keep an eye on lynnbellastrology.com for updates. And as we speak, Lynn is also creating a three-part webinar about the technique of, of SR charts. You can check out her website or uh, click, uh, click on a link that you will see uh, in, in the text version of this in order to keep up with that. Lynn's teaching is luminous, brilliant, and intense, and wise. So I would totally recommend that if you're interested in these techniques. So that's it. Uh, thank you, and uh, happy birthday, sooner or later. Adios.